The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to discuss the challenges and opportunities of category creation marketing. Joining us is Josh Lohman, who is the founder of Goldfront, which is the original category creation studio. Goldfront helps founders and marketing leaders create new market categories through category strategy, branding, experience design, and video production. Some of their clients are companies that you know well, Robinhood, Slack, Uber. They've worked with a host of very interesting brands. Yesterday, Josh and I talked about what it takes to build a category, and today we're going to continue the conversation by talking about why high-growth startups should consider category creation as a marketing strategy. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Josh Lohman, founder of Goldfront. Josh, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Excited to continue our conversation. Yesterday, we talked about why you should create a category, why it's important. And I think the takeaway for me is not only is category creation important because that's the first thing a consumer considers before they're going to make a purchase is I need something in this category. And then they pick the brand. And if you are out front and creating and defining what the category is, you're likely going to be one of the biggest players in that category, which means when the category grows, your business will grow. I'm synthesizing the conversation a little bit from yesterday. We got into a lot of detail, but today I want to talk specifically about who category creation is for. You know, I could say, look, I'm running a podcast that is about MarTech. I want to go create a category. And I'm a one-man band over here with a team of freelancers distributed around the world. Category creation probably doesn't seem like the best fit for my business. Now, on the flip side, you mentioned Coca-Cola. They've, you know, essentially created the category of cola, and they spend a lot of time marketing the category, not just their brand. So it seems like category creation is a marketing strategy that favors the larger companies or the companies that essentially have aspirations of being large. Am I thinking about it the right way? I think so. I mean, one edit I would make to that is that category design is not just a marketing strategy, not by a long shot. It is the central story and strategy that sits at the center of all that your company does 
And so if a CEO and the rest of the executives are all aligned around this strategic story, they're going to use that to make decisions about how to make the product better, how to change the culture of their company, how to change their operations, maybe even how to change their business model, but also their marketing. So that's a really important concept about category design is that most companies think of something like brand strategy as something that's done by the marketing department. So it's given this sort of lower status because it's thought of as just a marketing thing. Whereas the kind of strategy that we do, it's something that the executive team all has to agree on. And then we might have the chief product officer go make changes to the product based on strategy that we're making. It's similar to how I think about the general principle of marketing, where there is foundation that you need to set as a marketing channel. And then all of your advertising and other marketing efforts are responding to what that underlying foundation is. You need to understand who your customer is and you need to understand what their needs are to be able to create effective advertising, outreach, retention strategies. Moral of the story is that there is foundational work you need to do that not only impacts your marketing strategies, but everything within your organization. Now, Josh, you mentioned that category creation is foundational and doesn't just affect marketing. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. It still doesn't get me into who is it for. When you think about category creation, and obviously we have a marketing lens here on the podcast, like how do you think about who should be creating categories, not just because they want to create something net new, but because it will help them and give them a marketing advantage? Okay, so most startups are creating some kind of new category. A lot of times they're not going to get a ton of funding if they're like, yeah, we want to create something that already exists and just be a little bit better version of that. 
I'm going to push back. There's a million Uber for X companies that popped up after the ride sharing industry became so important, right? There was every sort of delivery, something or other. There is clone startups that happen. Are those creating new categories? I stand corrected. (laughs) I don't know. You know, the clients that we have, they're creating new categories. And often there's other companies, other startups that have created something very close to the same category right around the same time. Just like you said, Uber and Lyft created a new category around the same time. Most of our clients, they are in this new category space, but they have other companies that are kind of in that same space. But the idea of what is the category and who is the category leader has not tipped in the mind of the customer yet. And so that's what the chase is. So you start a startup and first you're just looking for product market fit. So the whole company is just like, okay, we got to find product market fit. And at a certain point, if you're successful, you find product market fit and you go, okay, we got something here. Something's working. Then you look around and you realize, oh, there's five other companies that all kind of emerged around the same time. And we're starting to be in this kind of lump together in this category, but the category is not that defined in the mind of the customer yet. And so all five companies suddenly, they want to be number one. They want to be the one company that wins 68% of the profits in the category. So all five companies are basically now in a race to define how the category works and show that the best version of that category is their product. And so that's why, especially for high growth startups, category design is essential to do so that you can win. I think we can actually categorize startups here where within the startup ecosystem, you have the high growth, high ceiling, unicorn potential startups, and they are thinking about category creation. You have to, maybe you don't have to, but chances are companies that are going to be unicorns are not these also ran type products. Uber created the category and they are a multi-billion dollar company. And the companies that wanted to do Uber for a specific vertical because that category has been established are now picking off smaller pieces of the market. Food delivery, or I I worked for a laundry and dry cleaning delivery company. Like Those were kind of me too products because the transportation aspect had already been solved by the Ubers and Lyft, by the ride sharing category. So if the idea is that high growth startups by doing category creation can not only position themselves a little differently, but also as the category matures, have some sort of ownership of the category. You know, how do you separate yourself from the people that are doing things that are very much the same as you? And how do you differentiate within the category that you created? Well, it's very nuanced and very much on a case-by-case basis. It depends on if there's already an accepted name to the category. If so, and you don't feel like your company could viably say, no, it's a totally different category that we just invented and we made up the name all of a sudden, then you need to figure out how you can tell the story of why you guys are the very best version of this category name that is already kind of out in culture. But if you are emerging in a category and you realize that your product or service is different enough from those other people that you have been considering competitors, then you need to name an entirely new category and you need to change your product enough so that you can really say, no, this is different than anything else. And suddenly you're in a category of one. 
And, you know, it just really depends on what the situation is, what the competitive landscape looks like, and what you think will create the biggest market. What's interesting to me is if you're in a category that is competitive, you're essentially suggesting go change the product, right? Reshuffle the dice and move yourself to be in a separate category. And it seems like there would inherently be a lot of risk. We're running a successful business. We're competing. How much do you want to compete with people and win the category you're in as opposed to don't compete, pivot, change, and then essentially reclassify yourself in a different category? The short answer is you always want to be different than anybody else. Sometimes that means you're going to name an entirely new category. It just kind of depends because there's a lot of this that companies don't control. There's a category name that has been decided on by your customers. And if you're going to say, oh, no, we're not LMNOP, we're QRX, and your customers are going to call bullshit, then you can't really say you're this other category. But either way, you want to make sure that you're number one in whatever the category is and everything that you do from your marketing to your product to how you do business has got to be aligned around we need to become number one in this category. I'm sure there's a million shades of gray here, but my big takeaway from the conversation is when you're in a high growth startup, when you're shooting to be the unicorn high ceiling type business, one of the most effective, not only marketing, but also product strategies is to go through the category creation process, build some sort of brand recognition as the leader in the category. And then as you focus on not only growing your company, but the category as well, you're building a funnel that trickles down into your business. So whether it's category or product marketing that you're doing, either way, you're reaping the benefits of both of those strategies. So as we wrap up our conversation, for the marketers that are listening that are in these billion-dollar potential startups, or at least think that they are, how would you advise them to get started or what resources should they look at to consider category creation? First of all, there's a book called Play Bigger. The guys who wrote that, they coined the term category design. It was written about five years ago. Their category is category design? That's right. How meta. <laughs> yeah. So definitely I would read that. You can come to our website at goldfront.com and learn more about category design there. And then I wanted to give a little bit of advice. What I see with our clients is they spend so much time putting out fires. They're trying to make their marketing good. They're trying to make the product good. They're trying to make sure they can do hiring right. But too often, it's kind of disconnected and fragmented what they're doing. And what they really need is a central strategic narrative that can act as a North Star for everything that they do. Who do you serve? What problem do you uniquely solve? What is your vision for the future? And how does your new category solve this problem amazingly? And that has to be agreed on by the CEO, whoever leads marketing, your product person, sales. Everybody has to agree on that so that you can go out and tell the same story and that when you're solving all these fragmented problems, you're using the same criteria and same North Star to solve those problems. And I think that's really the power of category design. I think that's great advice and makes me think that category creation is really a similar exercise to marketing in that if you have a true understanding of who your customer is, that serves as your North Star. If you have a true understanding of what you're trying to be as an organization, 
that serves as your North Star in category creation. Josh, I appreciate you coming on the show. I appreciate you getting through your first podcast with us. Thanks for telling us a little bit about category creation. Thank you. It's been great being here. All right. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Josh Lohman, founder of Goldfront. If you'd like to get in touch with Josh, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Josh Lohman, J-O-S-H-L-O-W-M-A-N. Or you could visit his company's website, which is goldfront.com, G-O-L-D-F-R-O-N-T.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests. You could subscribe to our once a week newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.